think a lot of folks underestimate, and I for sure did, what your experience in the world is. I moved to America. There were so many different things that were happening at that time that I was distracted from thinking about, oh, this is actually an experience that should be shared. Welcome to the Spicy Chai Podcast. I'm Mara Kimpiaz. I host this podcast and still work a successful and fulfilling nine to five. My guests are content creators just a bit ahead of you. You will hear about their struggles and wins, learn from their mistakes so that you can avoid making them. So grab a cup of spicy chai and let's get started. Hello, beautiful and happy belated Thanksgiving to all and everyone living in America who who celebrates American Thanksgiving. And hopefully you didn't spend a lot of money on those Black Friday sales. To be very fairly honest, uh, fairly honest, well, to be fairly honest, I feel those are a scam. I feel they always jack up the prices before Black Friday and then put them on quote unquote 80% sales. Anywho, I am a Black Friday sales hater, but that's not what this episode is about. Today in this episode, I have Indian man in America who at the time of this recording only had, well, I say only, but had 55,000 YouTube subscribers, which is amazing. But today he has up to 90,000 YouTube subscribers. So this person is clearly doing something right and growing. We talk about how YouTube changed his life. We talk about the challenges behind the videos from recording and editing to publishing. And most of all, we also hear from the Indian man in America how videos on YouTube has benefited him and advice for anyone wanting to start on YouTube. So stay tuned till the end. And now on to the episode. Our guest today has started creating YouTube videos about a year ago. In this short time, with only 26 videos up, he now has 55,000 subscribers on YouTube. And within those 26 videos, five videos have over 70,000 views. Talk about amazing engagement. Welcome to the show, Indian man in America. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you on. So tell us a bit more about your journey. Who are you? Why start a YouTube channel? Why start a YouTube channel about what you have started? As the name of my channel suggests, I am the Indian man in America. There are many Indian people in America, of course. Um, But I moved here when I moved here from India when I was 18 years old. And I should have started my channel then because, uh, you know, an immigrant's journey when you move to a different country, it's very interesting. You experience a lot of new things. And there are a lot of people who also wish to move here to to the U.S. And um, so so just if I wish I had that, I, I wish I could have seen a channel where someone would have led the way, you know what I mean, and really shared their honest and true experience uh, and an authentic experience. And authenticity is what I'm trying to bring to my channel uh, with with my videos. And this way I can share my experiences in America with the people either in India or anywhere else that are trying to uh, migrate here. But I should have started it then. However, uh, you know, it's never too late. And I'm starting it now uh, in order to share my experiences with my family, predominantly uh, back in India who has no idea what my life is like, even after all these years. And, uh, you know, people there, they assume a lot of things because they watch television and they think this is what America must be like. And and with my channel, I can be like, oh, actually, America is very different than what you 
because they see New York, you know, they see LA. And I live, I mean, I, I, I live in Seattle, which is kind of a city, but I also live in a rural community in, in uh, Seattle, just a little bit north of Seattle, actually. Uh, so people in India have not experienced the things that I'm showing on my, on my channel, basically. Um, and so, which means that most of my audience, while they're still in India, uh, there's people watching from all over the world. Um, I have interests in agriculture. I've in, I'm building a tiny house on wheels. You know, so so it's I've got a lot of different sort of is it niches or niches? Yeah, whatever. yeah, both. Yeah, will work. Yeah. yeah. No, that's in, that's incredible. So, like, when you were starting this journey, I mean, you wanted to educate mostly Indians on your life in America. Uh, yeah. And you wanted to show them a different side aside from the New York and Chicago, which is, you are right. Like the, the, the image always comes out for like LA, Disney world, the busy New York city. You, you never think of places like, let's say Texas or, you know, Seattle or Utah, you know, the, um, it, and I, and I know I, it, that same thing happens in Canada for me, at least where if I send pictures of summer, they're like, Oh, Canada has summer. Well, yes, it does. <laughs> we, the snow is not all we have. Uh, that is certainly interesting. But what made you choose YouTube? There were so many different plan channels, platforms. Why YouTube? So when I first moved to America, uh, I was a student and my uh, major at that time was media studies. And so I was really interested in media all, all, all together. Um, and, but at the time, I did not have the foresight to start a channel. And then YouTube was brand new. Uh, also, it was very hard to see you know, if only I knew what I know now, like I said, I should have started the channel then. Uh, I'm 32 years old now, and I was 18 years old when I moved here. All the experiences that I've had, I would have loved to document that on YouTube or even on a blog. Uh, so the medium really is, uh, in that way, not, not that important, but uh, video was something that could share the most authentic experiences where, you know, if I have a camera on and I'm interacting with somebody, it can actually document the entire, and I don't have to explain it. Uh, it can, it, people can see it and video, you know, like they say, uh, what is it? A, a picture speaks a thousand words and you know, a video must speak a million. So that, that, that was the reason for video. Um, and back when I was studying media studies, I did learn uh, video production a little bit, but then I quit and then I switched to software engineering. <laughs> oh, how typical. How, how classic. Yeah, yeah, I know. You so, followed so, the non-traditional route. Well, I, I, I went with the Indian dream. <laughs> I will move to America and I will become a software engineer. <laughs> Did you end up doing an MBA after? I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> no. no it, 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 yeah. I, so a little bit of tradition, but uh, mostly my path has been very different. Um, and, 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 you know, anytime you're on your own path and, and different path, you're going to run into a lot of resistance, especially if you have Indian, you know, families and people in your family that are, that are sort of with that, you know, in that realm. But yeah, so YouTube, the main reason for YouTube is because they can, they can see more uh, in video and I had some prior experience with video production. And so it seemed like the obvious thing to do. And it, YouTube, it, well, well, so TikTok has video as well, uh, but it's, you know, I, I, I can't do TikTok. It's just, it's too small to share a story. I mean, I, I mean uh, the, it's too short of a video uh, to share uh, a story, but it is, I assume it's a good challenge and people are doing it. So, but I prefer YouTube because, you know, it's just long enough and I can share my story 
that way. And the comments are great. Uh, the comment section is where I can actually feel like I'm interacting with people. And I'm meeting people uh, on YouTube in the comments uh, from, it, from parts of India, which I've never even been to. So being this far away from home, it's like, this is a unique way of uh, connecting uh, with people back in India. And so I'm trying to have the best of both worlds, be in America, be an American citizen, but at the same time, not forget my roots. No, I, and I think you said quite a few things there that I want to dive deeper into for sure. Uh, one thing you said, like you said this a couple of times, if I knew what I know now, I would have documented earlier. So a lot of people yeah. listening today are in the midst of making that decision. Uh, they want to start content. They've been lazy or they've been procrastinating or they just don't know what to say. And you've talked about documenting the journey and knowing what you know now. So can you dive deeper into what that means? Sure. I think a lot of folks underestimate, and I for sure did, uh, what your experience in the world is. Like I moved to America for me. That was like, there were so many different things that were happening at that time um, that I was distracted from thinking about, oh, this is actually an experience that should be shared, you know? Um, And so a lot of people underestimate when they're experiencing something, they underestimate estimate that it would be interesting to somebody else. So I spent a de- what almost 15 years thinking my story is not interesting for anybody or you know any number of reasons to tell yourself not to publish or not to share. Um, and, and of course, you're experiencing it. So you're busy. Uh, you, you know, and so a lot of people are not thinking I want to create because creating also takes a lot of time. And especially when you move uh, when you, this is an immigrant journey, right? So when you make this uh, move, of course, you're busy figuring out how you're going to make money, how you're going to live, you know, relationships, support, all of that. By the time you think about, oh, this is an interesting experience that I should probably share, you know, you're at a stage where you're now somewhat comfortable in life. You know what I mean? So, so for me, like at least financially, I'm a little bit more comfortable now in my 30s, and I have the time to spend on video production, which it takes. You know, I haven't. I'm still. I'm only a year old on YouTube. You know, and so um, each of these videos actually take me a significant amount of time every week. You know, uh, anywhere between 10 to 15 hours. So that's like a lot of time to spend. So most people, when they're busy in their lives, experiencing the things that they're going through, they may not have that kind of time on their hands. They might not have the financial resources to even buy a camera or, you know, so that was the main reason why I couldn't have done it, but I wish I could have Uh, because all those stories that I missed to share with the world, uh, I'm sure people would have enjoyed it and uh, and they they would have seen it. and, and probably it, they would have been beneficial to them in some way. That's that's very interesting. Time. It's interesting that you say that, uh, like, it does help that you do have the financial privilege now more than you did in now, your 20s, yeah. Uh, yeah. Worse, and also, like, have some maybe equipment and time. So sure. then for those people who don't have that luxury right now and are in their 20s, what would you say to them in terms of documenting their journey? Sure. So what I would say is, like, YouTube and media and publishing is actually a lot more economical now. Um, you know, it, affording a GoPro, uh, what, eight, eight or nine years ago was different than affording one now. Uh, and also the path was not very clear uh, back then. Today, it's a lot less risky to publish. 
Uh, back then, if you were trying to consistently publish video and s- tell somebody, okay, this is, I'm trying to develop this side hustle biz slash business slash uh, share my stories, you know, on YouTube uh, and, and see if I can carve my own path or, or even a second career or a third. Or, you know, if you were to say that, that there was a lot of risk there because, you know, the pioneers were some famous names, Casey Neistat or whoever else, like the pioneers had not yet set the stage uh, and we hadn't seen there are platforms now available, for example, that will help creators find uh, businesses that want to promote their uh, products. And so so there's a whole economy now. Uh, and the, the path is very clear. It's it's basically like, oh, you're going to go get a job, make some money. Why, why do people say you should do that? Because that path is clear. Am I making, making yes. sense? Okay. Right. There, there's the a lot of role models out there. And there's a lot of people doing this and, uh, and yeah, no, I, I certainly, that certainly makes a lot of sense to me. And I think I would add also, it's, it's no longer as expensive because the video quality on cameras is great. Like no longer oh, do you yeah. need a professional camera. I can, iPhone, I use my yeah. iPhone. Uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's all you need to just record a video. Uh, you don't need a GoPro. You don't need a professional camera. Um, and you can, and right now software is a lot cheaper. There are a lot of free softwares as well. So it's, and it's so easy to learn through YouTube tutorials. So I do agree. Like it is a lot more accessible. Uh, so people who are listening to this and are in the middle of like, well, I don't have anything to say and I need to be, get somewhere just document your journey. Uh, it's kind of what I'm doing also, right? Like I'm kind of just like documenting my whole journey of being a creator, uh, documenting struggles, documenting things I'm learning. Uh, and that's really the process. I, I feel like when I look at it a decade back, I'd be like, oh, that was my first podcast episode or that was my first video. It, it, that's kind of what gets me going. I don't know if that happens to you. So. Oh, all the time. I, I, I'm just watching some of the, even when I watch some of the previous videos uh, only a year ago that I published and what I publish now, uh, now that there's some 50 some thousand people actually interested. Uh, when I was publishing, I had zero people and, and I was trying to publish a video hoping someone might run into it. And they might find it interesting. Um, but my primary audience was my, basically my parents and, and really my siblings, you know, siblings, because ultimately they don't know what America, what my life is like in America. They were always worried. My dad would tell me to put a jacket on before leaving the house. I'm like, I'm 32 years old. I think I can figure that much out, you know? Yeah. And, and, and so I was like, well, it's because he doesn't know, you know, that what my life is like. So at that time it was easier to, um, so, so at that time it was easier to just put something out and, you know, the only people watching are my parents. But now that there's 50,000 people sort of somewhat interested, um, the the video quality is a little bit better and then already a year later i'm like oh i can't even watch the original videos anymore because those are junk (laughs) i know i I do that with my own videos i'm like what was i thinking then (laughs) like you know yeah it's 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 definitely like a learning process and i feel like the more we do it the the faster we learn i've never learned by watching others i've just learned by doing it like at least that's been my process um so there's like a lot of things I want to actually go deeper in what you said already. Okay. Um, okay. You talked about, and I'll go with that. You talked about video production uh, and then also choosing YouTube because you were able to tell your story. So yeah. first I want to dive deeper into the video production. What does that look for look like for you? Like let, let's talk through 
shooting the video, then sitting down? Like, can you break that down for people who are considering you the YouTube channel? Sure. So for me, like I said, uh, I started with my parents and as my primary audience uh, and, and family. And I think staying true to that has uh, helped in the initial stages of my uh, growth here. Because if, I, if the video was good enough for my family, that was good enough for me. Uh, if I was able to share my experience in America, so like I said, I'm building a tiny house. So some of my videos are about DIY carpentry stuff. So um, while I'm building something, I can just sort of uh, record myself with whatever camera I have available. The best one is the one you have on you, right? And, and so if I have whatever equipment I have, uh, I'm, I'm going to put it on. I'm going to start recording, basically. Um, but it starts with project that you're going to be building, uh, especially with the DIY videos. So before I even shoot something, you know, I have to I, personally, I have to uh, make sure that I'm shooting something interesting. Uh, if it's interesting to me, uh, then I'm interested in creating the whole video. So if it's not interesting to me, you know, uh, I'll get bored during the edit, you know, so I'll stop recording and, and I'll go back and do something different. Uh, so that's happened to me where I've quit projects midway. I've quit videos midway. I've started recording and then I just completely scrap it and start over and do a different project altogether. So, um, yeah, uh, it, you go out and whatever experience you're having, you're, you're building something, you're, you're uh, on a vacation, you're traveling, whatever it is, it starts there, right? You, but I don't do it. it. It's not reversed. It's not I'm doing those things just to record a video. Uh, I'm already going to be doing those things. So I bring a camera along and so I'll record it. And over time, it will get easier. Uh, my first few videos, it was boring. I, I wasn't very comfortable speaking to the camera out there in public, you know. And then the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. Uh, not, now when I'm out there in public and I have a GoPro and I'm recording, I'm like, you know, this is fine because there's a lot of people already expecting um, uh, people with cameras out there. Uh, so, so it gets easier. And, and also a lot more people are forgiving now because that, this is the world we live in. Every, we share everything. <laughs> So, so people are more comfortable being on camp, being recorded. Um, so, so I'll record it. I'll record my experience, and I'll bring, I'll bring it back. I'll, you know, try to copy it over to my computer right away, and then usually I'll edit on the weekend. Um, and, and so all week long, I'm doing something. I'm doing things that are sort of interesting to me every day. Uh, but then I'll bring the camera only on one of those days. Um, and then I'll edit on the weekend and I'll publish on Saturday uh, right. because it's Sunday in India, which is when they're watching stuff. On, um, so th 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 this time difference is interesting, too. So. Yeah, no. And that's fair. And then like, so do you do have something in mind in terms of what you want to record? So I would say like somewhat of a script, but like or some sort of like an objective for the video. And then that's when you start shooting. Is that yeah, is, exactly. I get that right? So, so, okay. So when I first started out, I did not have any script, any idea what I was doing. So now that I've published a few, I've seen what works, what doesn't work. And I'm still learning, of course. Um, so so say it's a DIY video. Uh, I'm building a chicken coop or something, you know. And so there's a clear beginning, middle, and an end there. You're going to start with the materials. You're going to do the build. And then you'll say what you how it turned out, what you think about it. Um, so I actually did a video like that 
And, and so there, it, it's easier to come up with a script on the fly as well, you know. Um, also, if you're traveling, you know, it's a you're going to get on an airplane, you're going to land, it's a clear middle, you know, beginning, middle and an end. Uh, it's much easier to have a script or a storyline there. But a lot of the story for most of the videos actually happens during the edit, where I just have random footage and, you know, I'll record different uh, things that I'm saying in the camera. And and it, it's interesting for for a 10 minute video, I usually have like two or three hours of footage. Uh, and so I leave most of it out. <laughs> you know, it is background Marok. And I just want to pause and say, oh, my God, two to three hours of footage for a 10 minute video that kind of just shows how much more you just kind of need to document for a YouTube channel versus let's say I know he did speak about TikTok or reels where it's just 30 seconds so for anyone starting to get on video I would say it might be easier to get on reels or TikTok or shorts it's something that I have done I haven't created long form YouTube videos yet because of the same reason it's because it's so much more effort and work that being said my friend if you feel you enjoy that like like indian man in america just said he enjoyed it he was already doing the stuff he was doing so, and he was just recording it if you enjoy that kind of stuff then be my guest and you know start a youtube channel and record all of that and edit but if that kind of stuff scares you then that's okay you don't have to put a 10 minute video you can put a two minute video or you can start with short form video anywho Back to the episode. And then over time, you'll learn how the stuff that you kept, how it affected people. And so the comments are very helpful um, for that. And That's what kind of the, the process. Right. And the editing process, like which software did you use? And did oh, you have used, a, like, yeah. I know you said you did media studies, but like, did you have a bit of a background? Was it like all YouTube tutorials? Like, what was that process like for you? Sure. So way back when I, I had first started learning video production, I used an Adobe program way back when, and I did not have a Mac. I could not afford one. You know, <laughs> um, it was a Windows machine. And yeah, video production back then on Windows was even worse than what it might be today. But I don't know what it is today. Uh, I, I assume it, it's gotten better. But for, um like I said, a little bit of financial stability has helped me buy a Mac. I use Final Cut on a Mac, uh, which is kind of an old-fashioned program now because people are usually Adobe uh, Premiere Pro. Fans, yeah. Premier yeah. And everything is on the cloud, is so you're able to edit more conveniently while you're traveling, um, which is which is the you know the Adobe model there. But I, I use Final Cut Pro. Um, I had some experience with Final Cut from before, but before I, you know, I still watch YouTube videos uh, on how to do some of the things. So during the edit, I'll I'll have clips and I'll think of something interesting that I want to do, but I don't quite know yet, you know, on how to do it. So I'll go type the closest search term and find a video on YouTube. And there's a tutorial for everything right. on there. So someone's created an effect already that you want to use in your clips. And so you just go watch it and they'll tell you, Oh, you, you have to do this, or you can download already uh, uh, ready to ready to go uh, plugin for final cut. Final cut has plugins that you can download and install. So uh, sometimes I have to do that. Um, 
some cost money, some are free. Right. So that's basically the process there. Um, Another thing, and you you did mention it takes you like 10, 15 hours for the whole, oh, yeah. like for one video. And that's it's only something- because I have so much footage. Exactly. And I think that's something so important for everyone to hear because everyone thinks it's so easy. Like, you know, when they, when they see the video and it's only 10 minute video, how, how long could it take? But like a TikTok, uh, a 30 second video can take you an hour or two hours. So 10 minutes, obviously it makes complete sense what you're saying in terms of how much time it takes. And you also mentioned like, you know, you have two or three hours of footage and then you cut all that out and make that like 10 minutes. And that requires a lot of patience and like the editing part is where a lot of people say, fuck it. Like, you know, I don't want to do this. I don't have the patience. How did you get over that? Like, you know, oh, this is a well, lot so, of work. Yeah. So it's also, so I'm, I'm a software engineer. So yeah. it's also true for software and any creative work you're doing. Um, I believe it was Steve Jobs who somebody else must have said it, but I heard it from Steve Jobs uh, way back when and i think he said something like perfection is not about what you can put in you know so if you're writing software it's not about how many features you can add um it's about what you can uh, take out so it's not it's more true for editing than anything else because you have three hours of footage uh you you could go oh i want to leave this in because this was my favorite shot i spent so long taking this particular shot i certainly want the world to see this um but it doesn't go well with the story that you're trying to tell. You know, story is everything. So, so it's not about what you can leave in. It's about what you can take out. So, so uh, ultimately, the videos that I'm proud of, I've actually edited a lot out. I've kept out most of the stuff I shot and only kept the bits that I like. Um, and if I like it, that's usually good enough. Uh, I hope that the audience loves it. But if I'm having a good time at, and I'm editing a video that I want to watch in 10, 15, 20 years. Because uh, what's interesting about YouTube is that it's there forever. Unless yeah, you it's evergreen. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. So, so while I'm building a chicken coop, it's just an experience that I'm having actively the first time. But I'm also recording this footage that in 30 years from now, when I'm an old man, I can look back at it and be like, yeah, you know, I did that. That was fun. So you can kind of relive that. So, so I'm also trying to make content that I'd be excited to watch myself uh in 20 30 years rather than just uh, just so so i'm not trying to create just to create i'm creating uh it's also somewhat of a journaling thing you know you're documenting your life what it's like right now so um, i and i can see that i can see like you're having at least the videos that i watch you could see that you could you're having fun like you're having fun in the process you you have your jokes in the middle like you know there is that like sense of like gratitude there there's humor and you can tell with the comments too that people are really engaging with that like i see oh you're a really funny guy in the comments you know um and you definitely have really high views for someone who's only been on youtube for one year uh so some statistics for you because i'm a statistics person it normally takes a person 22 months to hit a thousand subscribers on youtube and you're at fifty-five thousand subscribers um i would say in a year so you definitely have really high engagement what would you say are the 20% of the things that you've done that have helped you with that high engagement? So uh, right off the bat, I, I want to say that if you're trying to raise engagement, you have to, well, two things. You have to be engaging. Yeah. Uh, it, it kind of weird to say that, but um, <laughs> but what what, the, what I mean by that is to you, you have to be somewhat real in your videos uh, so people can relate to you. Um, and then the other one is you actually have to participate a lot in the comments. So in my initial, I want to say, so, so between when I started in August 
all the way till May of this year. I had less than a thousand subs. I don't know if you know that. I didn't um, know that. Yeah, so wow. I had less than a thousand subs between in August of last year when I started all the way till May of this year. So we're in August now. Yeah, how so, many videos uh, were those? Like how many videos were up by so in I, that time frame? Yeah, I, I publish once a week. Um, gotcha. I know you, in the beginning of the podcast, you said 26. Yeah. Uh, it's it's closer to 55 videos now. Oh, sweet. Um, but that's, sweet. yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's okay. But I, I publish once a week uh, and I try to respond to all the comments. Um, in the beginning, I answered every comment, you know, every comment got a like and a heart <laughs> and, and, and a response from me. And, and of course there are some hateful comments and stuff and you can block them, which is great on YouTube. Um, but the engaging with your audience quite actively, they like that. Uh, the folks that are on the other side feel, uh, like there's a human on this side as well. Uh, right. So, you know, it's kind of a two way communication here. So I would say do more of that. If you're just starting out, like make sure you're talking, to, you know, and be, be authentic. The authenticity is what people relate with, I think. Oh, hundred percent. And I, I can certainly see that in your videos. And thank you for correcting me on the 26 videos. I, no I counted them on YouTube, but then maybe I should have pressed like an all button or something. But yeah, th uh, thank yeah, you for the doing that. Page, the channel page ah. is, uh, is uh, interesting because there are things you can do there as well to, to categorize your videos. So gotcha. I have playlists on there. And so it's possible you may have counted one of the playlists probably probably but we're all we're all a work in progress so no thank you for correcting right. that so it's 55 no videos got that i will make sure i put that in my introduction um <laughs> but uh that's that's the thing and the thing is what what you said was about the comments and you're absolutely right like engaging in comments uh letting people know that you care because there are so many people that are entitled right like people better watch my videos people better comment no nobody owes you anything nobody owes you shit like you know you're putting out your work there uh, if people are viewing, I think of that as like, oh my God, thank you. Thank you for viewing my work. Thank you for finding it helpful. Um, and at the same time, I will mention that when you are starting out, you might get no comments. You know, a lot of people like so yeah. many times I've had people focus on like hate comments. Like, oh, I don't want to start something because I'm going to get so much hate. And I'm like, girl, you might not even get any comments. <laughs> like, you know, just yeah. like there's this thing about uh, there's so many times you put something out there and that could be more hurtful. Like there's crickets. I think that's yeah. the important piece to understand too. What you said was you have to be engaging in your videos. You have to be yeah. editing. You have to be make, making yourself authentic. And I feel like that's what's going to generate the comments. And then you can engage with the comments. And that's kind of how like the cycle continues, I would say. Yeah. I mean, if you look at just in real life, uh, that, you know, not everybody loves everything you're doing. And even if it's not video. So there's always crit critics and always people that are hating. And it, it is it, it is a little bit more out there on on uh, social media because it's so easy. Anybody can say it. it's a you know freedom of speech platform. YouTube is anybody can post a video at the same time. Anybody can write a comment, um, and so a lot of the mean comments come through, and it is very discouraging. And and actually, from experience, I want to say that over the past few months, it, it has been a little bit discouraging. Uh, when you read these comments, you're like, wow, I'm putting in all this work 15 hours a week just on editing one video. Um, you know, and a lot of people are like, hey, how come uh, you're not posting more? This They don't understand the process uh, or the time that it takes. The fact is most people commenting are not creating. Um, that's why they don't understand the process. So so in that way, certainly no, 
nobody owes me anything. At the same time, it's also important to remember, I don't owe anybody anything either. Correct. And I have to stay true to the creative process. I have to be in it for me as well, uh, in, in that I'm enjoying it, enjoying the creative process. Like if you, if, if creating something is hard, uh, for you, uh, it's hard for everybody. I, I mean, if, if being, if wanting to create is hard for you, likely that's a sign that uh, you probably shouldn't be creating. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm just saying. Like, some people just have the need to make something. You know what I mean? Mm. I've got one of those. I'm, when I'm building a chicken coop or a tiny house or uh, a website, if I'm, you know, I'm a software developer, so if I'm building a website, it's I'm creating constantly. And if I wasn't creating YouTube videos, I'd still be building something or making something. And so, so, so it comes more easily to just people that are making stuff all the time anyway. Right. It's, it's, it's like a muscle you keep practicing like, and you keep using. And then I, I completely agree. And it, it is something, I mean, right now there's a creator economy, right? So everyone kind of wants to be a creator. And I think it's very important what you just said. Like if you feel like you're not having fun in the process and if you feel like this is not for you, then, then it's not for you. But for, just like yourself, it's kind of something how I feel as well. It's, I like creating, I like my drawing, I like my blog posts, I like my LinkedIn posts. I like, I like, I love having this conversation with you or, or meeting more people, hearing their stories. It's, it's never felt like a chore. You know, it's never felt like, oh my God, I have to do this. It's more like, I can't, I can't wait to have this conversation. So, and it shows uh, in your podcast, you know, they're yeah. good. And the reason yeah. I find them interesting and good and authentic is because you're coming from a place where you would do it even if there was no reward. 100%. Um, yeah. You know, for me, it's a similar. I would still make these YouTube videos for if no one was watching. It was kind of a uh, very, it's a mixed bag, really, uh, to have 50,000, uh, to, to go from 1,000 to 50,000 in only two or three months. Uh, it's a mixed bag because that means there's that many more people watching. You feel this obligation, there's more pressure. Um, but if I had just my parents watching still, I would be I would be fine with that. I'd be happy with that. I would still create these videos. Um, I think you have to find your reason to create. Is it just for the fame and the money and the whatever? Right. <laughs> for the bling. Because it's or cool. It yeah. Because it's cool and everybody's doing it. Or is it because this is something that you enjoy doing it? I completely agree. And I think it's, a, I've mentioned this a couple of times. I'm a big Brene Brown fan. And Okay. She's, she's said in one of her videos, nobody got fame. Nobody who's famous today got famous because they wanted to be famous. You know, it's they had a purpose. They were working towards something they were passionate about, and then fame just came as a byproduct of that. Okay. You can't start something because I, you want money or you want attention. Uh, you're always going to make decisions that are going to be short term versus long term. Yes. So yes. That, that I'm completely on the same page with. And you did mention that even if today you didn't have fifty thousand subscribers and it was only your parents watching. Uh, you'd be happy and I'd still we, make the video exactly yeah. you'd be happy and you'd still be making the videos on a weekly basis and that actually is a great segue to my next question is but that's not the case you do have fifty thousand subscribers now so yeah. what does that mean for indian man in america now what does that mean for your youtube channel what benefits has that provided you what opportunities has that opened up for you uh if you could sure. talk about that so the benefits are uh interesting um so, you know, some of the brands have started approaching me. Like I raise chickens uh, in my backyard um, and a chicken feed company, actually Canadian. Um, I'm not going to plug here, <laughs> <laughs> but a Canadian uh, chicken uh, larva, uh, it's not chicken larva, uh, a, a fly larva company that raises them for the chickens uh, approached me and they're like, hey, can you 
talk about our product. So I, I, I might do that. I might make a video. But you know, they're sending me free perks, uh, uh, free products to test. And uh, there's a company in India that sent me a bunch of goodies, the Indian, fo- you know, Indian foods. And they have a website where they sell all this stuff. So it's a, so it's a, there's a clear path, and it's not new. You know, um, of course, there's revenue from advertising. Um, I want to be careful here because I don't want to give people um, an unrealistic idea. This is I'm not doing YouTube for the money or the free products. Uh, I'm doing YouTube even if my parents would watch it every week. You know, I, I call my mom and she's like, "How come you haven't published the video this week?" Oh my god, my mom's the same way. She's like, yeah. well, if, if "My if my podcast is not up at eight a.m. and four p.m." She's like, "Where's your podcast today?" I'm, you know, at least one person is listening to it. Someone, hey, yeah. yeah, your parents are your biggest supporters at, yeah. at a minimum, right? And so, uh, hopefully, and uh, if you're lucky to have parents that are supporting you, uh, I think you should create. <laughs> and if you enjoy the creative process, yeah. um, so so while I'm not doing this for all, all of those things, also YouTube's not going to make. I, well, maybe it's going to make me rich, but that's not the point. The point is that uh, th- there is certainly revenue from advertising. It's not as much. It's very small, even with fifty thousand subs. Um, and and I haven't been monetized for over a year, so I don't know. I, I can't give you any numbers for a full year or anything. But you know, it's it's enough to pay for gas. To right. you know, go a, a month's gas is what I'm making on YouTube. It's okay. it's certain, so it's certainly not attractive. Okay, I wouldn't switch. I would keep my day job. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> if I was just starting out, but it's interesting that brands are finding value uh, even in my content because I'm just trying to be authentic and just be me. And at the same time, some brands going, oh, you know, that what they're what this guy stands for is interesting because it's a shared value with our brand so so then they want to send me products and i can test them and so so far it's just this much opportunity it's, it's a labor not, of love right it's, it's a, like yeah. even a year in fifty thousand subscribers and i think it's important for people to hear this because so many people think once you've hit like ten thousand subscribers fifty thousand subscribers all right well this person must be minting money and you kind of just have to That's be reminded true. that there are people who might be doing that and they might have different revenue channels and everything. But if you're not doing it for the right reasons, if you're not doing it because you're enjoying the process, if you're not doing it because you truly want to impact people and give them value, uh, the money is not going to keep you in the game. Maybe for some people who might be overnight successes and those are like very, very rare examples. But most of the creators, friends that I have, they work really, really hard. Even the ones that have gotten really successful and are have kind of quit their full-time job. Even them, they're like, we've worked really hard to even get to this point. It's not oh, been yeah. a, a switch. Um, so no, those are some really, really good points you mentioned. And we talked a bit about like, you know, uh, you being very invested in the process and, you know, you're making like long form videos and, and you just, I just want to hear a bit more about what fears that the Indian man go through when they were starting this YouTube channel. I know you were making it for your friends and family, but, were there certain like things that you were worried that were going to happen? And what was that like? Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, anytime you're putting yourself out there, Renee Brown would say this, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Renee's awesome. <laughs> she's written a few books about vulnerability. Anytime right. you're being vulnerable and sharing your, trying to share your authentic experience in life and putting it on video to stay there forever and ever, you know, anything you put on the internet doesn't go away. I'm a software guy. I know this. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
even if you delete it, it someone's downloaded it already. Someone's copied it. Someone's taken a screenshot. So there, there are those obvious fears that, okay, the views I hold and I share in my videos are true for me today. But how does that affect my life in 10, 15, 20 years uh, when I'm maybe different? I may be a completely different person by then. Um, I may have the opposite views, you know, and, and we're, we're seeing this come true in our politics as well. It's more it's more prominent on social media today, the cancel culture, right? It's like you say one right. negative thing about something and you get all this hate. These people that support you and love you at the moment in the comment section, they're like, where are your cheerleaders? Go forth and make us proud. Um, they could turn on you in like a second because you said something negative about a uh, certain value that holds true to them or, or that they're really excited about. So, it, you know, the biggest fear is that those were the fears in the beginning. It's like, but, but you know, I'm, I'm in my early 30s and now just starting this, you know, a year ago, I think I've, I've lived enough life thus far that I know that you can't please everyone. Uh, you know, I've started a couple businesses in the past. And so I know this from experience is that, you're not going to please everybody. You're going to make a lot of mistakes. So those are, I think, the initial fears that people are afraid of making those mistakes. Uh, people don't want to, uh, if, if you create a video, oh, and, and the fear of failure, right? It's like, oh, what about I started this YouTube channel? What about if I have, if I have no followers in a year? You know, what are my friends going to be like? I wasted all this time creating something and sharing this video with them. These people are going to be like, oh, Himanshu is up to something. Again, uh, anything except having a career. <laughs> <laughs> been there, been there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's yeah. hard, especially when you when you you are part. And I think it's safe to say this, but uh, especially if you're an Indian person, because our people are very driven and motivated. Oh, you went to America, you must already be a millionaire now, right? Or oh, you you're earning in dollars. <laughs> Like I get that a lot. <laughs> it's like, all right. Yeah, at least you're earning in dollars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but you're spending in dollars. But anyway, um, the, the point is that the expectation is much higher. And so at this at that, when you consider the expectation, then you're also afraid to take the big bold steps. It is big and bold to go out and create. You know, um, I think it's important to say this because um, it, even though the process is easy and more accessible today, it is bold to still put yourself out there and, and create something for everyone to see forever and ever on the internet. Uh, and you don't know who these people are and how they see it and how they'll turn it. Like the, you can take a clip off the internet and, you know, add it to a different video. And now you're saying a completely different thing. So uh, certainly those are the fears, I would say, um, at least the ones I think of. I mean, these are common fears and I'm probably taking yeah. a lot of things for granted here, but. No, for sure. They, they, these are very common fears. And I think that's that's why I'm asking, because a lot of people think when people start making videos, people who do put themselves out there, they don't have any fears. They don't have any struggles. No, uh, and I, it's yeah. honestly, even before, I mean, this is probably my, I've had more than 50 conversations so far. Uh, and it, even then, like, there's nerves before every conversation. Absolutely. There's like butterflies. And I think that's just, that's just going to happen. And that's just this part is of the process. First podcast. I'm definitely nervous here. I'm sure right? people could tell too. So <laughs> no, no, I, well, I wasn't able to tell. So okay. uh, you're certainly doing a great, great job. And the other thing that I do want to ask is what are some of those fears that have continued or have there been new fears now that, that you're one year in and 55,000 subscribers? Like what is, 
What does fear look like now for you? So it's a, yeah, that's a good question. At, currently, at least, uh, well, there's one less fear, right? There's been validation now, right? There's mm -hmm. been enough people uh, subscribing and writing comments in my videos, brands sending me their products because they see some value here. I've proven the concept, I think. Um, and for any entrepreneur, I consider myself at least somewhat of an entrepreneur. And oh, anyone, there you are. I, yeah, because anytime you build entrepreneurs, entrepreneurship is about starting anything that most people are not starting, uh, whether it's building a house uh, or raising chickens in the yard. It, most people are not doing that. I would say that that's entrepreneurship there as well. Um, every YouTuber that goes out there and makes a video, even with no reward in sight, is an entrepreneur. So from an entrepreneur's perspective, you know, uh, it, proof of concept is very important. Once you do, once you go, oh, you know, I'm not wasting my time. Look at all these, look at all the difference I'm making in, in some of these people's lives because they're telling me that, you know, uh, one of the, one of the comments was, uh, I, I'm, you know, this person is probably not, it's probably a cheap shot here, but one of the person uh, that commented said that they were experiencing a terminal illness and it gave them great joy to just sort of watch my videos. I, I would not see that, you know, I would not have seen that if I didn't make these videos out there uh, and, and put them out there. So, so there's validation, there's, uh, and, and certainly a huge uh, uh, weight off my shoulders a little bit. You know, there's some sense of relief here that there's been validation. But at the same time, of course, now the big fear is, can I keep producing every week and keep up with those expectations? Because now, okay, now that there's all these people listening, I, I better have something to say, you know? <laughs> and I certainly have a lot to say. I, I have lots of different experiences in life and I could keep, the content for me has been writing itself thus far because I'm always doing something interesting that's interesting to me and hope, and, and then through my videos, I'm just creating them so that people uh, may find something that they can relate to. Um, so I think if I was just, if I had no life experience, if I had nothing else going on in my life, you know, I was just like looking for new topics to make videos about, um, that's, that's a much, it's doable, but it's a much harder process and it is short. It is for the short run. Uh, long term, if you know, it's much harder. So I would say that for any new creator, you know, do other, do lots of different things in your life and, and right. document those. Have different experiences, but don't have them just so you can put up on YouTube, yeah, or TikTok or whatever. Oh, for sure. And I think there's also this thing called curse of knowledge, right? We we know so much, but we think everyone knows what we know. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, obviously everyone knows that. Well, no, that's not true. Like, you know, even don't. some things as simple as morning routines, which I take for granted. I'm like, everyone should know what a morning routine is. But the amount of times I've said, oh, yeah, I was doing a morning routine. People have asked, well, what do you mean by that? You know, and then obviously it will explain. So it's just something I keep reminding myself, something that's very obvious to me, which is why I sometimes dig deeper with my uh, guests that, hey, something that's very obvious to you, it's not very obvious to everyone else. And it's the curse of knowledge. And I think that's as creators, even if I feel like someone with a very blah doc, uh, life, if they think that they have a blah life, I feel like they don't. They might that's think that. Yeah. Exactly. They, they might be doing some things or even that like consistency. People might be like, how are you so consistent? How do you wake up at the same time every day? Someone, someone might be interested in that. So there's always something or the other to say. There's always a story. There's always people need to hear 
different people, different voices. You don't know who needs to hear yours. So um, I'm definitely there with you. And so far, I think we've heard about your journey on YouTube. Uh, we've heard about the 55,000 subscribers and the impact. And you're right, that comment that you got. And, you know, those, those that one or two comments that like really, really hit home, I think they make it all worthwhile. And um, oh, I'm so happy that, that that you went through that experience. And it's, uh, yeah, definitely. I had the feels when I got, like, when I heard you say that too. So that that's incredible. And and we talked about the benefits and now there are brands coming up, but also the realistic expectations. So it's it's honestly been really, really fun having this conversation. And now I'll be going off to our final question. Before I do that, though, where can our listeners connect with you online? Okay, so your listeners, um, well, should, should always listen to Spicy Chai. I think it's Yay. such a great podcast. <laughs> um, and at the same time, if, they, if they're interested in Indian immigrants journey in America, they can go to my YouTube channel is literally called Indian Man in America. Indian, spelled the usual way, it's I-N-D-I-A-N, Man in America. Um, and IndianManInAmerica.com is uh, a website which right now is only a redirect to my YouTube channel. Uh, eventually, I will probably develop a website uh, that, that will have something interesting there as well. But yeah, just go to IndianManInAmerica.com or uh, search for Indian man on YouTube and you'll find me. Perfect. Awesome. So definitely go check it out. A, as I said, I've seen some of his videos. They're really fun, <laughs> engaging. They're positive, optimistic. So even if you're not an immigrant and you're just looking for something fun and light, uh, it's definitely a video that you'd like to watch. Uh, and then honestly, I, I had never seen that side of Seattle. So, um, it's definitely very educational, even for someone who's not interested in life in America. It was just a, like, Oh, this is cool. This yeah, is super, uh, yeah, exactly. Washington, Washington State has su such beauty here and natural, uh, you know, the Pacific Northwest altogether is just gorgeous. So I have some drone shots for people that don't necessarily understand Hindi, but if people are interested in learning Hindi, I have subtitles in English there so they can watch it. Um, that was the other, I just want to add this one, one bit. Um, sure. You know, I, I have interest in agriculture. I'm raising chickens. I'm building tiny homes. I'm a software engineer. So it is, you know, I'm not, in any one particular box, but I was noticing that on YouTube, there aren't as many uh, people that look like me that were creating content in each of these buckets. You know what I mean? So that was, that was also another uh, primary reason for putting my content out there. So there can be other Indian voices that, or other Indian people that can see my content and be inspired a little bit to share their stories and, or try different things and not just be, you know, going following the on the same path of oh yeah i'll move to america and be a software guy <laughs> you <laughs> can agree. raise chickens while you're here <laughs> yeah yeah no that's a really really good point it's just kind of really trying to see what angle you can take with your life and what are some things that you can do um and there might be a lot of people doing what you're doing but do they look like you <laughs> you know so uh, definitely a really really good point that you raised um and to our final question. So what is one thing you wish you had known when you started? That's a good question. Um, I, I wish that, you know, I, I kind of knew how hard it would be to, or how long, how, how time consuming it would be to edit these videos. Um, but I wish I had known exactly how long it would take to yeah. uh, push out each video. Um, you know, 10, 15 hours for a 10 minute video. It's, uh, it, it's, it's a long time out of my week. Uh, every week, technically, but it, 
And I'm only pushing out one video right now, not doing it more than one. But if I had known that, um, maybe I would plan things a little bit differently. Um, just just the amount of time it takes to create, you know, telling the story, it's hard. It's hard work. Um, and I think what I would what I would do differently, I don't know. I mean, I, I, you still have to put in the work if you're interested in creating and sharing the story. So, yeah, that would be the one thing I, I wish I'd known. How much time it takes. I, and I... I I actually echo that the editing process is so frustrating. So uh, I yeah. certainly echo that sentiment and feeling. <laughs> it's so. exciting to create. Oh yeah. It's also, there's like, oh geez, now I got to spend that whole day in a, in a week when I could be doing anything else. I have to do this now because there's people waiting on the other side. I don't know. And I don't know if this has happened to you, but sometimes I do create that and there's a glitch and I lose something that I've spent like five hours on. Or something like that. And then I'm just it's like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's the editing and then the, the the glitches and the technology issues that happen. Or like you have something in mind and then you can't translate it exactly the way you want it. And you're like, hey, uh, it goes back to perfectionism piece. But no, totally, totally echo, echo the sentiment. Oh, yeah. But no, totally get that. So thank you. Thank you so much for being so honest today, uh, for letting us know about your journey uh, telling us why you're doing it and to really reinforce the concept of do this for the right reasons. Uh, yes. Don't do it for the money. Don't do it for the fame. It's, it's yeah, it may hard be work. there, but it's not there as much as people say it is. Uh, it, it can be there, but in the beginning, you won't find it there. Right. Uh, so you have to put in the work and create the videos for you or for a different reason than the fame and the money. Because in the beginning, it's not there. And it might be a while. You know, a long time. So, I, I thank you so much agree. for having me on your, 100%. On your podcast. Yes, and I had a lot of fun. And for everyone listening, do check out Indian Man in America. As I said, even if you're not interested in being uh, looking at Seattle or seeing chickens or anything like that, they're very, very positive, lighthearted, funny videos. And that you, even if you don't understand Hindi, if you do, that's great. But if not, they have subtitles. So definitely check it out. And if today Vimanshu has said something that has inspired you or that you feel will help your friends out, please share the episode with them. And until next time, you got this beautiful. Well, beautiful, it is my hope that this podcast has inspired you to create your own podcast. Remember, you don't have to quit your nine to five to do it. And if you found value in this podcast and you're ready to start your podcast today and need a clear roadmap, book a one-on-one call with me. The link is in the show notes. I am so excited to get you started on your journey. Until then, lots of love from your favorite. You got this beautiful.